what's good welcome to another edition of politrick here on the got what you need network i'm your host sky be sure to support the other podcasts on this network ian friends life and love the encourage and inspire podcast as well as the black male podcast and we are forever forever growing um today we're going to talk about that dominion voting system lawsuit that that's just giving that's just keeping people at fox news up at night racist to watch across the country the obamas return to the white house for the first time since 2017 and um this gop hypocrisy um in regards to trump is what i'm gonna call anti-american but let's start with good old fox news and this dominion lawsuit um we all know um, that um, right after the 2020 election, uh, many people on the right um, started to spew nonsense in regards to a rigged election, um, election being stolen, and other just flat-out lies. Um, most sensible people, once the evidence was um, indisputable, came to some type of... Um, realization that um, Donald Trump had lost and Joe Biden was um, the rightful and duly elected president. Um, but some decided to double down on different um, conspiracy theories and um, some even on network TV speaking to millions of people um, put their reputation as well as the reputation of their employer um, at risk. I'm talking about um, Janine Pirro um, and Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity, just to name a few. Um, they, they have been disposed already um, in regards to what they said for, and what they knew when they said it. And um, recently, uh, email in regards to um, Judge Pirro comes out and this is um, according to um, NPR.org, the November 2020 email from an anguished Fox News producer to colleagues sent up a flare amid a full aside <laughs> of false claims. The producer warned Fox cannot let host Pirro back on the air. She is pulling conspiracy theories from the dark corners of the web to justify then-President Trump's lies that the election had been stolen from him. The existence of the email that has been confirmed by two people with direct knowledge of it, it is first, um, it was first um, discussed um, a, a couple of months ago by NPR, so we definitely want to give them credit for it. Um, this is, like, really big because it's basically saying that not just the hosts that were going on the air, but their producers and the producers of the network also knew that, um, what these people were saying were lies. And the fact that they got, they have internal evidence that, they knew that people that they were putting on the air, speaking to millions of people, knew they were lying 
but continue to say it. Um, I don't know if um, Dominion will get the $1.6 billion that they seek, but I do think that um, Fox is probably going to have to settle. Um, Puro probably won't be on the air. Um, Carlson, Carlson will probably won't be on the air. He'll probably be moving over to um, OAN. And um, Sean Hannity, even though he hasn't been um, deposed yet, um, he will. And um, he has a lot of things to answer for as well. So, like I said, let's keep an eye on that Dominion um, voting system lawsuit. I believe it goes to court in April of 2023. But leading up to it, a lot more evidence is going to come out. And it looks to me, it seems to me, it seems it would be smart that um, Fox would go ahead and um, settle versus trying to um, defend it. Even though they're saying publicly now that they'll defend these lawsuits vigorously and all that kind of stuff, I just don't think that it would be smart for them to do so based on how egregious and how um, irresponsible um, several of their um, news anchors was. Um, in regards to the spewing of, of that information. Oh, man, we got some races to watch um, in different places across the country. We'll start in the state of Wisconsin, where Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes leads um, incumbent U.S. Senator Ron Johnson 51% to 44%. That's really big. Um, anybody that knows Wisconsin knows what kind of state it is and for um, a black man named Mandela to um, be leading any poll against um, a long time incumbent like Ron Johnson um, is definitely surprising but um, Ron Johnson is um, one of those vote deniers, um, election deniers full on Trumper and um, a lot of people in Wisconsin just don't like that, and um, they're coming out strongly against him and strongly for um, Mandela Johnson, the, like I said, the current lieutenant governor. So, I mean, it's early, so anything can happen, but that's major, major news for um, him to be up um, by seven points, even at this early um, early time. Um, surprisingly in Georgia, though, man, um, Reverend Raphael Warnock lead over Herschel Walker has shrunk. Um, he was leading by as much as nine uh, percentage points, and now that's dropped to four. And I just really don't know why. I mean, Herschel Walker um, is not even a conservative. Like, he's not even a, a Republican. Um, he's just a puppet for whoever, you know, has a check, it seems, right now. Now, you know, I always talk about, you know, it's obvious um, why he's loyal to, to Donald Trump. You know, Trump gave him his first big check when he was the owner of um, the New Jersey Generals. And um, Herschel Walker was coming out of college, paid him, you know, basically NFL money, 
to come to the USFL versus, um, you know, going to the NFL or whatever, um, had a successful uh, career in the USFL and made a whole lot of money um, before um, Trump trashed the league and, you know, <laughs> um, people like him, Jim Kelly, Anthony Carter, um, those that were like stars in the um, USFL um, had to move over to the NFL and for the, and for the greater good. Um, it was some players that had no business over there in, in the USFL, um, you know, playing with uh, some of the inferior talent or playing against some of the inferior talent that was there. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, but going so far off of USFL, just Herschel Walker is just, I mean, it's so many different words you can use to describe him. And, and this isn't uh, a podcast to just bash him and just, you know, talk ill of him. But he has no business being anywhere near the U.S. Senate. Um, he's not qualified to be a city manager. Um a city clerk, um, you know, head of sanitation, and, 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 and these things, people might be laughing, I'm dead serious, just the, the stuff that continues to come out of his mouth to where even the people that's at these events that's there to support him are looking like, yo, what is this dude talking about? Or, or what have you. Um, we could even say as recently as six years ago, eight years ago, ten years ago, like somebody like him would be laughed out of like any type of primary, any election, any electoral contest. But now, and, and, and I, talk, I talked about this with, with Sean on the last podcast, because this nation is so polarized and it's like either you're on this side or you're on that side. Now, I won't make it a total equal when it comes to the polarization and the volatility because that's definitely mostly coming from the right. Um, progressives, Democrats, they, they have issues, everything that they want you know, isn't good for for people who look like me, no matter, you know, how much they say it. But what I'll give them is at least they believe that and at least they are pushing different ideas and different plans to try to help this country where we have the other side and it's just don't do anything. Just hurt the other side. Just make them feel pain so if they want it then we're against it the end and you can't govern like that for all the people who voted against the recent um, Biden infrastructure plan pay attention to how many people went back to their district and bragged about the jobs that it brought to their district even though they voted for it they want to take credit for the things in it that make them look good back in their district. 
So, um, please, Georgia, please, Georgia, it is no way that, um, y'all can, y'all can do that. Don't, don't do that to me. Um, we spoke about this race a little bit. We're going to continue to talk about it. And that's Fetterman, um, versus Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania. Fetterman has a nice, healthy lead right now, um, 49% to, um, 40%, um, you know, like that could that could grow, that could shrink. It's likely to shrink. It's just the the way elections go. No matter how stupid or idiotic um, the person is that you're, you're you're running against, there's still gonna be people for some reason that are gonna line up and, and, and vote for this person in numbers. And Dr. Oz is um, he's no different. Um, at least he, he let up on the whole, um, you know, grocery store and grocery um, groceries going up thing. And now he's just back to um, spewing conspiracy theories and things like that. The thing with him and what bothers me about Pennsylvania is, um, like, y'all know he's not from there. You know that despite all the property he owns, none of them have a Pennsylvania address. You know he just moved there just to um just to run for, for the Senate as a um a Trump hand picked candidate and yet um like he still has a chance to win. And I, I just I don't know. That's just disappointing to me from from the people of Pennsylvania is um, they would let, um, it was a term back in the day when I was in school, way, way back when, um, they called them a carpet bagger. And those were people that would just move to a place simply, you know, to run for office or whatever. So um, it looks like the people of Pennsylvania um, are not going to let this go. But like I said, we have a lot of time between now and November, and a lot of things can happen. So um, that's why I got that down as um, one of the races to watch. So people tuning in from Pennsylvania, people tuning in, and you know people in Pennsylvania that need to get in the know, go ahead and share this link with them, you know what I'm saying, so they can get the flavor as well. Yeah. All right, man. Um, Y'all know, man, the Obamas are my folks, man. Love me some Barack and Michelle, and they returned to the White House for the first time since 2017 for um, the unveiling of their official White House portraits. This was something that was supposed to be done with the previous administration, but um, because um, Obama said some mean things about Trump, Trump would just hate Obama. You know, he, you know, he hated the fact that he was president in the first place. You know, he brought out the whole Bertha thing, and you know, um, you know, dude had to not had to, but you know, showed his birth certificate just to you know just to shut people up. And um, the right always championed Trump for doing that. It was like, yeah, and you know, even though you know, they was like, you shouldn't have to. Yeah, you made that good old that good for nothing have to show his birth certificate, and I'm glad you did it. 
or, or whatever. So he wasn't, he damn sure wasn't going to have um, the Obamas back to the White House, no matter how, um, you know, customary um, the, these things are. And it is customary, like, their pictures will be on the walls of the White House forever. And, you know, Trump can, you know, if he it happens to win in 2024 and he decides to go through and take down the people that he don't like or whatever, when he leaves, they're, they're going to go back up. You know, um, the thing that he doesn't realize is that that's the people's house. You know, just like what I talked about at the beginning of the podcast, those are those documents are the people's documents like he doesn't have ownership of them. He didn't have ownership of them when he was president. He had control of them. He had control of who could see it and he had control of um, what classification level these documents were. But he didn't own the documents um, himself, and he didn't have a right um, to move them. But, you know, whatever. Um, from, from the looks of the, um, the event, um, it was smiles everywhere. Um, somebody said it was like, um, I guess like a work work reunion and um the obama photographer corrected them and said no it was more like a family reunion um most of us hadn't seen each other since we left each other back in 2017 to all go our separate ways and you know start like our new jobs and our, our new paths in life or whatever so to come back for such a joyous occasion and to unveil um just some fabulous, fabulous looking pictures, man. Um, well, excuse me, not just pictures, but um, official portraits that will be in the White House forever. It was huge. It, it was great seeing them, man. Um, they look good, um, and, and they and they still on message, man. Is um, you know, it's one thing to have you know different views, but. Uh, where we're at now, it, it, it's a different time, and when you're voting for one side, you're voting for democracy, and you're voting for another side, you're voting because you want a dictatorship, and um, I'm glad that um, not only Barack, but Michelle um, was also very vocal in regards to how dangerous um, our current um, political climate is. And, you know, not just um, chalking it up to red versus blue, but um, American um, versus un-American, you know. So, um, once again, man, salute to the Obamas. It, it, it was great seeing them. Um, I want to close with um, women and, and women productive rights. Um, we, we know that recently we had a decision by the um, U.S. Supreme Court which, which basically took away the protections uh, afforded, um, the protections and the privacy afforded 
um, from Roe versus Wade, um, and basically gave states, individual states, to right to just fully um, ban abortions. And as soon as the Supreme Court decision was made, like states like Mississippi, Texas, Arkansas, um, Florida, Kansas, all these states were like ready with laws that would be triggered based on this U.S. Supreme Court decision that everybody um, knew was coming, and I think they're calling it the the Dobbs City. What they what they didn't realize with with this decision was how much it would motivate um, people on the left and women on the left and not and not just the states that I named but all across the country to come out and um, register in numbers there's a report out of Wisconsin in, in regards to the reg- registration numbers and um, this professional poster said that he hadn't seen anything like it what's baffling to me is how many women still support Republicans who want to control your bodies. You can be a woman that would basically say, hey, if I get pregnant, I'm keeping it. I don't care who it's by, whatever, whatever. But I don't think that you would want to have that type of control over another woman. You would feel like even if you disagree with that woman, that she should have um, control over the decisions she makes um, in regards to her body. And the fact that they're being made by men with no type of medical experience, no type of knowledge of the woman's body, and in many cases, are just making these decisions, being mean-spirited and pandering and catering to the um, extreme Christian right. And um, what they thought was going to be an issue that was going to bring out the right has really turned into an issue that is going to bring out progressives and women and record numbers and every state where they can get this on the ballot in some type of shape form or fashion they will it's such an issue that many um, Republicans have decided to take their current views or past views or past things that they said in regards to the Dobbs decision off their website and are trying to pivot back to a more sensible, um, I guess, sensible and mainstream position. So we'll see if um, the voters in those um, particular states uh, um, allow these um, liars to get away with it or whatever. But it's just amazing to me, man, that um, people come out full Trumpy, full Trumper, or whatever, and then when um, people back in their own district decide that, 
you know, turn on them, saying, nah, you know, it was cool when you did this, that, and the other, but now you're doing something that even for me is a bridge too far, and now they're trying to backtrack and, and backstab. It's just like with the, um, the FBI case against Trump. At first, um, everybody's coming out talking about the FBI. It should be disbanded. It should be disbarred. Somebody even said defund the FBI. And it's a couple of idiots that are still saying that. But for the most part, most sensible people have um, decided they just need to be quiet because every day that they say something in defense of this man, something worse comes out about what this man has taken. So um, they wind up having to stutter and, and try to defend themselves when cornered in regards to the things that they said um, in, in defense of him. So um, I'm just very interested to see if he's going to be indicted, um, if he's going to be in charge, or are they going to let him get away with this like he always gets away with stuff and if that does happen I think that it will be catastrophic to the Democrats and to progressives because it will really turn off a lot of black and brown people who like I said have seen people that look like them have to face the consequences of their action and then to watch somebody who was a president and a former president who constantly makes excuses for deliberately breaking the law and using the victimhood defense each and every time as a way to um, get around being held accountable. It, it, it's just annoying at this point, man. It, it, it just is. Um, like I said, man, let's make sure that we support the other great podcasts on this network. Ian Friends, the Encourage and Inspire podcast, the Black Male podcast, as well as Life and Love. You're now tuned into Politrick, and I am your host, Skyland. This is um, officially episode Skyland Sky. You know how it is. <laughs> episode number two. Make sure that you're sharing and um, you're subscribing first and you're getting your people to subscribe, but that you're sharing with people um, that need to get this information, and especially with our um, Racist to Watch segment. If you know people in those particular states, please make sure they get the link for this podcast and everyone after that. Until next week, that is my time. Peace.